You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Chunks Read Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so that we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today, we'll be reading Numbers 13.1 through 15.41. 119 verses today. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of the men who were heads of the people of Israel. And these are their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, the son of Zechar. From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Horai. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Rephu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodai, from the tribe of Joseph, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, the son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gemali, from the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nachbi, the son of Voshi, from the tribe of Gad, Giul, the son of Machai. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, and Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said to them, Go up into the Negev, and go up into the hill country, and see what is what the land is, and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage, and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob, near Labo Hamath. They went up into the Negev and came to Hebron. Ahimin, Sheshai, and Talmi, the descendants of Anak, were there. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came to the valley of Eshkol and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them. They also brought some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol, because the cluster, of, the cluster that the people of Israel cut down from there. At the end of forty days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron, and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran, at Kadesh. They brought back the word to them, and to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land... 
to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negeb. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against, such, against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we have died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, were, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the, land. if the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Then the congregation said to stone them with stones, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people despise me, and how long will they not believe in me, in spite of all the signs that I have done among them? I will strike them with pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. But Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it, for you brought up this people in your might from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land, They have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people. For you, O Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands over them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now if you kill this people as one man, then the nations who have heard of your fame will say, It is because the Lord was not able to bring his people into the land that he swore to give them that he has killed them in the wilderness. And now, please let the power of the Lord be great as you have promised, saying, The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation. Please pardon the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your steadfast love, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt up until now. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly, as I live, 
and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. None of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet have put me to the test these ten times, and have not obeyed my voice, shall see the land that I swore to give their fathers. And none of those who despise me shall see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Now since the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in these valleys, turn tomorrow, and set out for the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall this wicked congregation grumble against me? I have heard the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they grumble against me. Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord, what you have said in my hearing I will do to you. Your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness, and of all your number listed in the census from twenty years old and upward, who have grumbled against me, not one shall come into the land that I swore that I would make you dwell until, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. But your little ones, who you said would become a prey, I will bring in, and they shall know the land that you have rejected. But as for you, your dead body shall fall in the wilderness, and your children shall be shepherds in the wilderness forty years, and shall suffer for your faithlessness until the last of your dead bodies lies in the wilderness." According to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, forty days, a year for each day, you shall bear your iniquity forty years, and you shall know my displeasure. I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely this will I do to all this wicked congregation who are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall come to a full end, and there they shall die. And the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land who returned and made all the congregation grumble against him by bringing up a bad report about the land, the men who brought up a bad report about the land died by plague before the Lord. All those men who went to spy out the land, only Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh remained alive. When Moses told these words to all the people of Israel, the people mourned greatly. And they rose early in the morning and went to the heights of the hill country, saying, Here we are. We will go up into the place that the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. But Moses said, Why now are you transgressing the command of the Lord? When that will not succeed, do not go up, for the Lord is not among you, lest you be struck down before your enemies. For there, are, there the Amalekites and the Canaanites are facing you, and you shall fall by the sword, because you have turned back from following the Lord. The Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up to the heights of the hill country, although neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed out of the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites, who lived in that hill country, came down and defeated them and pursued them, even to Hormah. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land you are to inhabit, which I am giving you, and you offer to the Lord from the herd or from the flock a food offering, or a burnt offering, or a sacrifice to fulfill a vow, or as a free will offering, or at your appointed feasts to make pleasing aroma to the Lord. Then he who brings his offering shall offer to the Lord a grain offering on a tenth of ephah of fine flour, mixed with a quarter of, hin, a, quarter of a hin of oil. And you shall offer with the burnt offering for the sacrifice a quarter of a hin of wine for the drink offering for each lamb, or for a ram, 
You shall offer for a grain offering two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a third of a hin of oil. And for the drink offering, you shall offer a third of a hin of wine, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And when you offer a bull as a burnt offering or sacrifice to fulfill a vow or for peace offerings to the Lord, then one shall offer with the bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a half a hin of oil. And you shall offer for the drink offering half a hin of wine as a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Thus it shall be done for each bull or ram, or for each lamb or young goat. As many as you offer, so shall you do with each one, as many as there are. Every native Israelite shall do these things in this way, in offering a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And if a stranger is sojourning with you, or anyone is living permanently among you, and he wishes to offer a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord, he shall do it as you do. For the assembly there shall be one statute for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you, a statute forever throughout your generations. You and the sojourner shall be alike before the Lord. One law and one rule shall be for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, and say to them, When you come into the land to which I bring you, and when you eat of the bread of the land, you shall present a contribution to the Lord. Of the first of your dough you shall present a loaf as a contribution, like a contribution from the threshing floor, so shall you present it. Some of the first of your dough you shall give to the Lord as a contribution throughout your generations. But if you sin unintentionally and do not observe all these commandments that the Lord has given to, spoken to Moses, all that the Lord has commanded you by Moses from the day that the Lord gave a commandment and onward through your generations, then if it was done unintentionally without the knowledge of the congregation, all the congregation shall offer one bull from the herd for a burnt offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord with its grain offering and its drink offering, according to the rule, and one male goat for a sin offering. And the priest shall make atonement for all the congregation of the people of Israel, and they shall be forgiven, because it was a mistake. And they have brought their offering, a food offering to the Lord, and their sin offering before the Lord for their mistake. And all the congregation of the people of Israel shall be forgiven. And the stranger who sojourns among them, because the whole population was involved in the mistake. If one person sins unintentionally, he shall offer a female goat, a year old, for a sin offering. And the priest shall make atonement before the Lord for the person who makes a mistake, when he sins unintentionally, to make atonement for him. And he shall be forgiven. You shall have one law for him who does anything unintentionally, for him who is a native among the people of Israel, and for the stranger who sojourns among them. But the person who does anything with a high hand, whether he is native or a sojourner, reviles the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from among his people, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment. That person shall be utterly cut off, his iniquity shall be on him. While the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day, and those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. They put him in custody, because it had not been made clear what should be done to him. And the Lord said to Moses, the man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel, and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and to put a cord of blue 
on the tassel of each corner. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, to do them, not to follow after your own heart and do your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. of the promised land. They've been brought out of Egypt, rescued from the bondage of slavery. God heard their cries after 400 years, and he's making good on his promise. He is ready to send them into the promised land. But Moses sent spies into the land, one from each tribe. And when they get into the land and see that the land is good, but it's going to be a difficult fight in, in their own eyes, I mean, you have the Nephilim there, these giants, these sons of Anak, and you have fortified cities and, and really a place that would be wonderful to live, but it's full of people. And they have devised a plot that because it's going to be a difficult fight, 10 of the 12 are coming back with a bad report and saying that the land is no good and that there's no way that, people, that, that the Hebrews are able to get in there. There's no way. And then two of them, uh, Caleb and Joshua, this is the first time we hear his name. Caleb and Joshua come to the land, uh, come back to the people out of the land, and they give a good report, saying the land is wonderful, and God has already promised it to us. So believe him before you believe what your eyes are telling you. Believe the Lord before you, you do what's right in your own eyes. Again, that theme that goes all the way back to the garden. Has God commanded? Yes, God has commanded that even though this is going to be a difficult fight, the Lord is the one who goes before. And then he, he gets rid of that leaven. He gets rid of the, the faithlessness in the camp by uh, making sure that the ten spies uh, who brought a bad report, that they are struck with a pestilence and they die so they can't spread their their disbelief any further and then the people so the people at first they they want to do what's right in their own eyes by not going into the land and then after they hear God's judgment on it and saying that that he was going to bring them into the land but after 40 years after that whole generation of faithlessness after they've seen 10 signs from the Lord 10 times they've put them to the test from the time that they got out of Egypt until now just like the 10 plagues that God brought upon Pharaoh he has brought these ten, these 10 times the people have put the Lord to the test. And after all 10 of them, the Lord says, this generation is going to die in the wilderness. But their generation, their younger children, anyone who isn't 20 years old or up yet, after those 40 years, they will be able to enter the promised land with the exception of Caleb and Joshua. Caleb and Joshua, their faith is rewarded. So they're looking at this impossible ask and their eyes need to go to the Lord and not to the difficulty in front of them. And the Lord, uh, so the people go into the land without the permission of Moses, without the Ark of the Covenant, without God's presence with them, and they get defeated. 
and they come back and uh, they get uh, defeated and, and, and brought back and many probably die and but then after that you get the Lord speaking these promises to Moses speaking these things saying uh, when when you get into the land when you get into the land so the Lord is going to bring the people into the land he hasn't given up on them and you get that beautiful intercession from Moses once again just like at um, at the the mountain when when God was given the the Ten Commandments and the people started worshiping this idol the Lord says I'm gonna wipe these people away I'm gonna start a new nation with you Moses and Moses intercedes once again and again this has to be a test the Lord already knows what he's doing but Moses passes that test saying God if you do that if you wipe these people off the face of the planet and you start again with me then your fame is already spreading and that's the point isn't it God that you promised to Abraham that you would bring about your fame throughout the entire world that you would reconnect this entire world that has been broken that you would reconnect them back to yourself and God if you if you wipe this people away then Egypt is going to hear about it and the people in the land are going to hear about it and they're going to say oh I guess their God wasn't strong enough to bring them into the land and so God relents after Moses passes that test and then he gives them these these rules for sacrifice and the, the beautiful thing in here is that He's saying, it's going to be equal among you in Israel. Whether you're a native-born or a sojourner in the land, you have the same law. You shall not abuse the sojourner because you were sojourners in Egypt. Remember that. Don't forget that. Treat everybody the same under the same law. One law for everybody. Nobody is above the law. And then he gives these laws for unintentional sin. For if the whole congregation sins unintentionally, and then if... An individual sins unintentionally. God's goal in that unintentional sin is to rectify it, to, 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 to atone for it so that he can have that relationship with them. And he, he says, here's how you do it. You got to bring this, this offering to me. You, you kill the offering and then you shall be forgiven. You shall be forgiven. But if somebody sins with a high hand, intentional sinning, then Again, like the, the spies, like those 10 spies uh, who, who displayed their faithfulness and tried to lead Israel astray, an intentional sinner, one who sins proudly, that person should be put to death. And then you get an example of that where somebody's out gathering sticks on the Sabbath, specifically told not to gather sticks, specifically told not to do any work on that day. And so they bring him to Moses and they ask, what shall we do? And Moses says, you have to execute him. We have to. Because this little act of faithlessness is going to spread throughout the entire congregation. And that's the opposite of God's intention for them. And then he says, the, God gives Moses this command to put tassels on the ends of their garments in order to remember the Lord and to remember his commandments so that they're they're, they don't follow after their own heart and they don't follow after their own eyes like the, the ten spies did and like the Sabbath breaker did and like the army who went against the Canaanites did without the permission or the presence of the Lord. And so that's, there's a lot happening in the section, but it's all around those themes of belief in God or belief in self, belief in God or belief in your own eyes, doing what is right in your own eyes, trusting him or trusting in your own strength. And so I would ask you to take a minute
and consider what does this section tell you about who God is and what he wants for you and for the world? What does this section tell you about yourself? Is there anything that you need to repent of? Is there anything that you need to praise God for? Is there anything that you need um, at all? Like, what does this tell you about yourself? And, and what does it tell you about the state of humanity? And then finally, what is it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while you were listening today? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.